navel and yonim of the Rogi Tshover. So let's see if we'll uh, be able to jog your memory. When you prepare new soap, now old stuff to get it unraveled, nothing doing. Anyway, there's a lot of new stuff. Here we go. Good. Just in the opening statement, it says, Avram, Sora passes away. Avram comes from wherever he came, according to the Mephorshim, wherever he came from. Avram comes, Lisboid, Lissorov, and of course, to eulogize Sarah. And, uh, yeah, Avram goes and looks after Sarah and has this lengthy uh, discussion. discussion with Bnei Ches and Ephraim about the Mora Samach Okay. But just there is an opening statement here, which the Rogachevah refers us to a Gemara in the Sichta Brochus. The Gemara says in the beginning of Perik Misha Meisoi, it says there, Misha Meisoi Mutalefanov, an individual who unfortunately the corpse lies before him. In other words, he's an, he's an Oinen, he's an Oval, and the corpse is there. So the din is, the Mishnah says he's exempt. But he's exempt from all mitzvahs until after the burial, etc. And the Gemara asks, what does it mean, Misha Meisoy Mutolifonov, in front of him? What happens if it is, he's in a different room? In other words, because every word of the Mishnah is precise. So what's the meaning of Lefonov? Misha Meisoy Mutolifonov. What would be the halacha if it was in a different room? It wasn't Mamish Lefonov. So there's one opinion in the Gemara. Then the Gemara concludes, Ravashi says, and this is what the Rogachavar introduces to this posuk. Ravashi says, look in this posuk. It says, Vayokam Avrom Me'alpnei Meisoy, right? So the, that's the definition of that is, Avrom, how do, how do they translate? Yeah, Avrom. Rose up and bowed. No, 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 no. Come on, Vayokam Avrom. Posuk, posuk, base. Rose up from the presence of his day. From the present. Good. Good. Now, Pnei Mesa could be that actually Sora is Mamish before him, in front of him. Okay. But he meets up with her, in other words, it's Pnei Mesa. But thereafter it says, Then he goes out and he starts having this discussion with the Bnei Ches. Sora is not there. The discussion is not in front of Sorrow. And it says, If it would be in your interest to have my Sorrow buried, from before me, from in my presence, right? So there it says, and he's not actually in front of him, the first posse. So that's what the Gemara says. We see that we refer, we use the expression of Pnei Meisoi, which comes as a definition of the mission. We can use the expression lefonov in front of him in his presence. It doesn't have to be literally in his presence. Basically, what is the pshat? Pshat is lefonov we use when if it is incumbent upon him, it lies upon the individual to do the burial, so then we will use the expression of lefonov, as in this case, due to the fact that it it was incumbent upon Avram to do the, with Avram was partaking with the burial of sorrow. Therefore, the Gemara uses, therefore, the term uses the expression, me'al p'nei me'isoy, or esmeisi milfonai, meaning not in my, literally in my presence, it would mean, meaning that in, due to the fact to fulfill my obligation, which lies upon me to, to have her buried. Okay.
Now the Rogachover happens, just mentions, and he says Yitzchok is not there. You'll soon see why the Rogachover says Yitzchok is not there. But Yitzchok is not even mentioned. Where is Yitzchok? Who is Yitzchok? And Arav Elberg, all of our shows. Once, when he came to the Menachem Oval, Elberg. if I recall correctly, Rab Simcha Elberg, Rab Simcha, yeah, Rab Simcha Elberg, all of our shows, from Magudus Yisrael, once came to, well, I think he came to Tavshim Amches to be Menachem Oval, and he, I heard it when I, on a hookup somewhere. Where was I? I was here. Yeah, I was here. I heard it on the hookup. Yeah, 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 correct. I'll call upon him. He is the Rebbe. What was Yitzchok's Hespit? So there was a whole discussion. What was the Hespit Yitzchok made? So it's Kyodua, because they say, what was Avram's Hesped, right? So some of the Mephoshim say, the Rebbe discussed it with him, that the Hesped Avram made, the eulogy Avram made, was in the first posok. It says, Vayich, that's what happened. They were discussing it. It says, Vayich HaYisora, it says, Meyer Shon of Esrim, Shon of Eshava, Shon of Shnei So Rashi says, Kulon Shovin Letoivo. So basically they were praising, the tourists praising Sarah. So that in the discussion it comes across that, so to speak, that was Avram's eulogy. But what was Yitzchak's eulogy? And the question is, did he eulogize? Anyway, whatever they said there, they said then. But the, actually, the Mephorshim, the Rishonim, raised the question. What was his eulogy? Did he eulogize? And was he there? So interestingly, as follows. In the Sefer Paneach Rosa, from one of the Gdele Chachme Ashkenaz, from the Rishonim, he says, you know where he was? And also other Rishonim say, so the Chizkuni and the Darskenim, etc., in the, in the former Sedra, in Parshas Vayera. Where was he? He went for rehabilitation. He needed... To be looked after, what is he, Yeah, he came from the Arcade. And at the Arcade, before he was told not to touch him, Avram touched him. And he was injured. With the wood? Don't know, I can't help you. Good. Anyway, he was injured. Okay? I think the lotion is that he was poked with the knife or whatever. I can change the lotion in the, in the, in the, in the Medrashim. But it's the lotion of the Rishonim is that he was injured. And therefore the Malochim took Yitzchak. The Malochim took Yitzchak to Ganeiden for rehabilitation, for a fool. To be looked after. That's what it says in the Rishonim. And it's found in the Medrash. So the Mela, therefore Yitzchak was in Ganeiden looking after his health. And therefore, he wasn't able to attend. Now, the son-in-law of the Maralmi Prog has notes on the Paneach Rosa, and he says, Chaz In other words, we can't take what the Paneach says, what the Paneach Rosa says literally, even if it was one of the Rishonim. He says, God forbid to say that he was injured. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Al tishlach yodcha al anar, al anar, came even near him. What then? He doesn't explain himself, but the Loshna uses is, he uses is that the Malochim took him for refuah to look after his health, right? For because his eyes were burnt. And actually Rashi says, right? If you recall, Rashi says later on in, in Parshas told us, that Yitzchak was went blind, was going blind. He couldn't see. Well, so Rashi says, because during the Akedah, when he was placed on, on the Mizbeach, so the Malochim's tears went into his eyes and affected his eyesight. So for that, says the Edim of the 
Chosen of the Maralmi Prague in his notes on the Banach Rosa. That's why he wasn't there, because they took him to Ganeid before Rafua. Optometrist. But they weren't very good at it, obviously. Teaching prayer. Why? How old was he at the time of the arcade? He was either 26 or... Excuse me. The Chazal say 37. Certain Rishonim say he had to be 26. He couldn't be 37. The Ibn Ezra, we mentioned Shabbos, says he was near close to be 13. And Yeshem, he was five years of age. So what do you want? So by the time, how do you know what it went on from the time he was healed in Gan Eden until Vatechen at the time of when he gave the brochus of Barshas Teldes? I'll call upon him. So who said they were bad? They were quite good. Blessed it. When today, when they take remove cataracts or they do the laser treatment, how long does it last? You do us. So the old technology is lousy, and the new technology they say lasts longer, etc. They do it this way, they do it that way. Let's go move on. Okay, end it. Uh, another pshat the Medrashim say, which I found the Torah Shlemer, Rab Shlemekasher brings in the, the beginning of Parshas Chayesora that uh, just bring to your attention, not that I'm treating it, I'm just raising it, that you see that he dealt with it. Uh, that Yitzchak actually, after the Akedah, so he, he said, I'll go learn, sit and learn. The Akedah, right? Ibalebanish, etc. So he became, he was an oil to me, so he went to learn. So therefore he went off to learn in the Besamedrash of shame. So that's where he went to learn, so he knew nothing about it. Now here comes an interesting shot of Rabbeinu Pchai. Rabbeinu Pchai says, Look, I'm looking. Yitzchak is not mentioned. He's not here. In Aramiri. Yeah. The Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says this. That Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says Yitzchak is not mentioned. Not as he mentioned that he, he was around there. Not as he mentioned that he, that he eulogized. He's not here. And he says, if you'll pay attention, you'll see that his Bechlal not mentioned from the time of the Akedah. Because it says, Vayoshev, you say it every day in, your, in, 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 in the, in the Akedah, right? In the morning. It says, Vayoshev and Laorov. Avram went as an individual back to the lads, to Yisrael and Eliezer. Where was Yitzchok? So the Mephoshim say he remained, he remained at Haramuria. He remained at Haramuria, he stayed there for two years, etc. And he says, listen, he says, it seems, it seems, nearly, I think it's, that's the Lord of Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar and Pashat Chayasura, they did, didn't want to notify Yitzchok of the passing of his mother. Why? Because the Chazals say the reason she passed away was because of the Akedah. So if he's going to inquire and find out why she passed away, he's going to feel correct. So he was going to, he would be total in, total, in, in, in total detriment, in other words, so to speak. He would feel, Kielu, that God forbid, he was the cause of it all, so he would mamash be tzabrochim. And therefore they decided not to notify him, so therefore he didn't even know his, father, his mother passed away. That's what the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says. Uh, and uh, I saw later, later, about a later, Later, the, from when I saw the Rabbeinu Pachai, which is like 15 minutes ago, in a period called Geras Carmel for one of the Meforshim, Gdulia and Meforshim on Rashi. And the Geras Carmel says it's on his, on his own. Because the Meforshim deal with why Rashi wants to, has to introduce over here. Rashi says, So Rashi seemingly wants to only explain why is there smuchin? Why is this situated, set up? One near the other in sequence, one to another. Why does it say Misesara in sequence to the Akedah? So this Geras Carmel explains that it's more than just that. Basically, Rashi was, this, why does Rashi have to introduce the Smuchin? Because it's a known fact that Rashi generally doesn't, you doesn't usually explain Smuchin in the Chumash. He does it here because Rashi has an underlying problem. And the underlying problem is Yitzchak. Where was Yitzchak? By Yavi Avon, the spread, the Sarah of Kaiser. So the first should be the son, should look after the mother, etc. 
So what is he letting his old father look after, etc.? So Al Kalpanam Rashi says the reason is like Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says. It doesn't mean Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. And he says that's why Rashi alludes to that. He says, look, the reason she passes away because of the Akeda. So basically Rashi is letting you know, so to speak, alluding to let you know, to be Miramis to you, that that's why Yitzchak is not around because they didn't want to inform him. Okay, that's their take. The Rishonim, how they treat this. Now the Rogit Shover says as follows. He just says, Bepashtus. Ki Yitzchak loy hoyoshom. Doesn't say, but it's quite obvious. Loy hoyoshom. He's not here. Vu is there? Efshir is rafen veg. Efshir nisht. Eret nisht. He actually is mitzayin to a gemorah. Vayim hashakos of nazir daf mem gimel amet beis. Where there in nazir, it speaks in a where where the halachas are that even not just if he's not there, but even if he's on the way, etc. And we'll soon see in relation to what. Listen to what he says. He says, "What's going on?" True, the gemorah just finished saying in the sichta brachas that if it it, it it lies upon a mourner to do the burial, so therefore, even if it's not actually the same. Uh, area, etc. But he's anywhere, wherever he is. But if it's incumbent upon him to do the burial, he is exempt from all the mitzvahs, like the Mishnah says. Okay? So therefore, Avram, and it's derived from Avram, and he asks as follows. According to the, if you were, those who were here, Shabbos, we discussed a text of the Psikta Rabosi, which is introduced in Truvis Tzofnas Paneach in Varsha, printed in Warsaw, Forgot what simon, maybe it's uh, whatever it is. Okay, Bechaloifen. And uh, also, it was then printed in, the, in this journal, a Torah journal in, in Pabinets. Okay, and they, the Rugged Shovers asks, why does it say the Medrashim? Actually, it's Mefurish in Pirkei the Rebelezer and Perik Lamad Aleph. And also, it's understood from the Psikta Rabbasi Perik Mem. And also, it's Mefurish in Medrash Rabban, Vayikra Rabb, etc. That actually, Akodesh Borchu, he is a Kohen Gadol. Because he asks Akodesh Borchu, well, how can I take Yitzchok and put him on the Akeda? You have to be a Kohen to bring Makar of a Korban. So Hashem appoints him and makes him a Kohen, but it says there he's a Kohen Gadol. And the question is, how is he a Kohen Gadol? Why is he? So the Rogachov asks, why is he a Kohen Gadol? So Shabbos we discussed, Shabbos we discussed that why is he a Kohen Gadol? In other words, why is he a Kohen Gadol? Because the halacha is that an acute mourner, an oinein, cannot do the avodah. Once after he slaughters his son Yitzchak, so he becomes an oinein. And if he's an acute mourner after the slaughtering, so he wouldn't be able to do the sequence of the bringing him on the altar and doing the mincha and the nesachim, etc. So the, the sequence of the avodahs which are needed for the korban. So therefore, this applies only, the Gemara says, Oinen, and like the Rambam says in Hilchus Bias Migdash Perik Beis, this applies only to a Koyen Hedget, an ordinary Koyen. So if he becomes an acute mourner whilst he's doing the Avodah, so we say he has to cease, and if he doesn't, he desecrates the Avodah. But the Koyen God of the Halacha is that he may continue on doing the Avodah. But maybe therefore, HaKadosh Baruch makes him a Koyen God. That's what the Rogat Shabbat says, which by the way, this Pshat we mentioned already is found already in the Mogan Avrom. In Zayis Rama, maybe others say, with the we mentioned that Sabsefer says it in Shnaz Tov Kuf Samach Tes, he said it. Okay. Good. That I also remember dates of the Sabsefer, not just of the memorial for the Rebbe. Okay, Lachayim. And we get weiter, du bist nach Hosef Sabsefer, du bist von Grenitz, ne? Aber du bist nach von der Heim, whatever. Good. Ne, nicht Punkt, after du. Okay. Yeah, okay. As an interview, du. Okay, ich bin nach von Grenitz. Okay, let me get weiter. I'll call upon him, end it. But here, so that helped us for that case. Says the Rogit Shavar, listen to this. If you read Parshas Ember, take it a Chumash. I'm just, it doesn't say it, but it, we know very well, right? Take it a Parshas Ember, what does it say? 
A coin had yet, or ordinary coin, if unfortunately someone he's a, becomes a mourner. So the din is, he may cause impurity to himself as a coin, la'oviv or la'imoy, etc., etc., all the close relatives, kim also to his wife, as Rashi says, if God forbid he has to bury his wife, he's a mourner for his wife, he may cause impurity to himself if it's a father, mother, sister, brother, etc., and also a wife. But the halacha is, it's mefurish and chumish. In Parshish says, mefah koyein ha-godel meyechov, right? So he has to remain in the base of Bigdosh, and he afilu la-ovevu le-imo lo-yitamo. God forbid, if this father or mother is a koyein godel, he can't cause impurity to himself, and he has to continue on doing the avoider. Nothing doing. Frek the rogichover. According to the Girsa that he was a Kohen Godel. So Friday, Shabbos, we were all excited that if he's a Kohen Godel, so he's not an Oin and he can do the Avoidah. But now, Bajas Chayesora, if he's a Kohen Godel, if so, how can we see? We just said along this that Allah upon him lies, it's incumbent upon him to bury sorrow. And that's why he's the one who's talking all about it. And the Gemara basically derives it from him, right? Like we say, the definition of Me'al Pnei Mesoi. Or says Ravashi a second. So if so, I'm going to let you say something. So therefore, asks the Rogachov, what's the meaning that's Meso? It's it's mutal Allah. It doesn't it doesn't lie upon him. It's not incumbent upon him to do it. He's not allowed to. What do you want to say? Was it Yom Kippur night? What? This when it the Akeda. The Akeda, according to some Medrashim. So then we say that also Kohen Gadol has to marry two wives just in case one of the wives die. Too much for me. Go on. What do you want to say? Who, who was the second one? Uh, Not now. We will come to that. Okay? We will come to the Hogar. Can I ask? Let's, no. When we say anyway, the answer is simple. There's no more information. The answer is, answer is the Rogat Shabbat. It's a mess mitzvah. Hang on a second. That's the answer of the Rogat Shabbat. Let's go back to last week. And why is she a mess mitzvah? Let me end. No, I can't go back to last week. No, I'm sorry. Even though I agitated you with last week. Please excuse me. I can't. Time doesn't allow. I'm sorry. Okay? Excuse me. I'm very sorry. I know, it's not fair. Because I talk about last week and I don't let you. But all right, afterwards I'm all yours. Okay. Hurt no. So the Rogachover says he's a mess mitzvah. The din is an exception. One exception to the rule. That a Kohen Godel can't cause impurity to himself, to his own flesh and blood. But if it is a mess mitzvah, and a mess mitzvah is described, regard, is, 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 has the guidelines of a mess mitzvah is that he doesn't have anyone to look after his burial. Says the Rogat Shover, Yitzchak wasn't there. And there he refers us to Mesech the Nazir, where in Mesech the Nazir it says as follows, listen carefully, that, and I believe that's the Pshat, that the din is that one is regarded as a Mes Mitzvah, and even though you become aware that someone else may be on the way to look after that, that corpse, nevertheless, as long as they're not here now, this individual who has to be interred, yeah, has to be buried, is regarded as someone who is a mess mitzvah, meaning someone who doesn't have someone to look after him. So Bemele therefore, he says, look in Nazir. In other words, Yitzchak may have even been on the way, but that's not good enough. Because Yitzchak is not here now. What and due to the fact that Yitzchak is not here, pardon? What did he give it to Sorry, Menu. Avraham Avinu. Gasor. The Yidin. You give Bnei Ches? You give them to dig up the grave. I'm sure they did that. But what are you talking about? You have to make a tara, you have to bury her, you have to place her into the thing. What happens in Springville? They, the ones, the other ones, the Bnei do it. But they do up to a point, no further. 
But if you had a coin godlet, you've got two things. So, mess mit zogicha, mess mit zari, you have to take out the halogs, baruch Hashem, I don't know them. Okay? But I'll call upon him, the Rogan Trevor says, he's a mess mitzvah, you have to have she'enam is asking, and Pashat, you need Yidin to be mekabarim, not Goyim. It's a bizoyin amez, but Pashat, I don't think you're not. Pashat's mess mitzvah means a yid. Pashat, I haven't looked further because Yichas Rogan Shikhat of Azam, so, I'm going to give an ogi for it. As the Zalhobim Pnechez on Zavan Amemete. Okay, weiter. Second day, Yonta, maybe. You have said there. You just ask about Amemino, I understand, because it's a child of Yonta. I don't know, Ogabe Mes Mitzvah, I raise my hands and we have to look further. That's what the Rogan Chauvin says. You know what? Hello, I'll say something else. It's good enough for me. Listen, you have to understand. Nish, the Pnechez wouldn't even give him a piece of land. They're going to take her and bury her? They didn't want her. What are you talking about? So, I don't think it's practical. Your statement is, is I believe, it is impractical. And halachically, the Roger Trevor is good enough for me. End it. We get weiter. Let's go a step further. Okay, in the story, right, this is the, 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 the lengthy deliberation between Avram and, and the Bnei Ches. And what's happening? They say, okay, without going all into all the details and technicalities, which are already treated by many Mephorshim on the page, and, and many Rishonim, and many Achroinim, etc., everybody raises different issues and treats different issues. I'm just going to raise, uh, bring to your attention a couple of points what the Robert Shover raises, which is very novel. And this is as follows. He, of course, we, as, as known, we know very well, there's a whole lengthy deliberation here, right? A lengthy discussion, back and forth. Now, know, knowing the Rogachover's take on things, right? He's very disturbed with what's going on here. Why is it only gay that the terror should convey all of this? Why is that important to us? So definitely, definitely, it's not just in between the lines, right? Like we mentioned already, one of the halachas which was conveyed via this halacha, via the psukim. There are other halachas which are reflected in this psukim as found in the chazal. And listen to what the Rogachov goes even a step further. And he says as follows, look, he finds that he's requesting for a, bur- a burial place, right? A plot. They end up saying, you know, we're all, they're all giving and they're very uh, hospitable. And they say, not just will we give you a plot, you can take the whole field, right? In the whole, in the whole conversation. You can take the field, and they say, And look at that, they speak to him so respectfully. Ger relates to them that he's just uh, like a visitor, he's a stranger, right? And the rule is, right? Rashi explains why he uses this expression, but the Mephorshim explained that they had separate areas for strangers and separate areas for their people. So Avram is merely a stranger, so we'd have to put him at who knows where. Nevertheless, the discussion goes on, okay? And uh, he, we find these are two, two things the Rogachover brings to our attention. He is bothered. Why are they so respectful in return to him? They say, Nesiyah Elohim HaTobesokhein. All of a sudden they respect him. They describe him as Nesiyah Elohim HaTobesokhein. What's that all about? What for? And what does the Torah convey that to us? What for? Then, he's, what do we go on? We go on, we see they offer him the actual field. Avram Avinu Akshit Zechan. He wants the Ma'oras HaMachpela Asher Biktsay Sodei. At the edge of the field. Now imagine, they're giving you the whole field. He says, not doing I don't want the whole They say to him, in the best, right? In the best. We'll give you the best area. 
Take the whole field and take the best of the best of the best. He says, no, I want to have the place. The Mauras and Machpelah shall be so day. At the edge of the field, that's what I'm ready to take. And I bet and I bet at the end he gets it. Okay, Baruch Hashem Azlatov. What's good? Why? What's happening? What's really behind it all? Now, I saw Rishonim are actually already bothered about this Asher Bikzei Sodeu. They don't explain all of this, but they just uh, de- defi- they seem to ex- uh, translate, explain, define it. Some, some of the Mephorshim say Bikzei Sodeu, he was basically trying to explain to them, you know, number one, for, for his own selfish reasons, he says, you know, I wouldn't want them to walk through my burial plot, etc., which is in the middle of the field, they'll be doing their work. I'd rather have it on the side of the field, they'll do their thing, I'll keep out of that way. In addition, some Rishonim say, this is found in the Baleatosbis, etc. They say that um, he was basically saying it to appease them. In other words, you know, ah, just give me uh, the corner, I don't need, I'm not making a big fuss, just give me a fazite, you know, just at Gibet and just give me something. So he says, give me at the end. Uh, or other Mephorosh, other Rishonim say, Bikzei Sodeu, normally the field in the middle is the place where you're able to plow and work and sow. That's the healthy part of the field. The edges are full of rocks and stones and things. So, so basically he was saying, you know, it's not a big deal for you to give me the edge. It's full of rocks and stones. No one want to use it for, for, for sowing and planting and doing whatever you need. So forget about it. You might as well give me that. Okay, that's their take on it. It's just Pshatovazah. You remember this one. The Rabbi Shabbos says as follows. The Gemara says in Mesichta Makes Dafyud Beis. Says the Gemara that Ari Miklot, the cities of refuge, okay, are given to the Levine, are given to the Levites. Okay, We've, we learned about that in Parshas Masse at the end of Chumash Bamidbar. Right? And it is, in other words, the six. Uh, cities of refuge were given to the Levite, and in addition, they had additional 42 cities. Altogether, they had 48 cities. Okay. The Gemara says in that the cities which are given to the Levite, the Orimiklot, the Gemara says, the Orimiklot are given, you can't bury anybody in an Orimiklot. Not a lot, it's prohibited. You can't have anyone buried. In a, in a city of refuge. It belongs to the Levite. In other words, even the Levite. That's the Chiddush of the Gemara. In other words, forget about the public cemetery. But even as a private cemetery. In other words, for the, for the inhabitants, for the people, for the, those who live in the, 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 the residence of the, of the Irmiklot, right, which are the Levine, nevertheless, they too couldn't be buried in their city. Says the Gemara, they have to be buried only out of their city, and not just out of their city, even out of the boundary of their city. out of the city, and which the boundary would mean a halachic boundary of 2,000 amois, etc., etc., and so on. And the Gemara derives this from a posuk. It's a posuk. A mefurshi posuk. The Gemara says, the Gemara, it says in Chumish Bamidbar, Chumish Bamidbar, yeah? It says in Chumish Bamidbar, in Parshas Masih, do you mind? You can even turn your Chumashim there just to see it. Clear in the posuk. And it's so Parshas Masay. Why isn't anyone turning their pages? It's Nish, no? <laughs> Not a problem, it's all right. Will I find it? That's the question. I need someone to coach me. Here we are, I have it. Baruch Hashem. It says in the puzzle. It says, listen here, it says in the puzzle, let's hear. 
Here it says, Vahoyu Herorim Lohem, page 926 of the Stone Edition. Lohem Loshoves, these cities will be for them to live in. Umigrishehem, and also this open area which is beyond the city. Yihu Levehem Tom Vilirchusham will be for their cattle and Lirchusham for their for their for assets. Ulachel Chayosom. Says the Gemara, what's Ulachel Chayosom? Says the Gemara, Le Lachiot. It was given for them to live in, but it wasn't given for them to die to be buried in. Says the Gemara, it's and that's the end of the Gemara. That's the Gemara. Mesach the Magzav Yud Beis. Which, by the way, Derech Agav, if I recall correctly, somewhere I saw read, and this is for real, it's, a, it's, it's an authentic, I mean, it's a settle, it's a, it's a note or a response of the Rebbe when the Rebbe founded, when the Rebbe Rayatz founded Far Chabad in 1948, 49, whatever, so thereafter, when they were developing it, so they inquired by the Rebbe if they had permission to make a cemetery in Kfar Chabad, and the Rebbe answered just with this Gemara, that Kfar Chabad was given live. To let me near, but not Likvura. And therefore, Takadit Borah Hashem, no cemetery, and they use Achiezer, or if they need the God forbid, or whatever. Achiezer, Arazaisim, and the rest, but there's no cemetery in Kharabad. They only live. Okay? Afala Yiddishi Kinder. Gesorgt the gate weiter. Just an anecdote. Good. Asks the Gemara. The Gemara says, Mefurish, that the road Seyach. A rotzeh, a murderer, right? Who ends up going into the Irmikla to save his life if he kills someone, b'shoigeg, right? So he's, the din is that he goes into the Irmikla, the cities of refuge, to save his life. Says the Gemara, based on a posuk, it says, Shom, there. Shom tehei di rosoi, Shom tehei misosoi, Shom tehei kvurosoi, that we may have the rotzeh buried there. So what are you saying? You can't bury anybody in the in a in a city of refuge answers the Gemara that this is a special halacha for Rotsaya. The Torah explicitly permitted this for the Rotsaya, for the murderer, and he and therefore he can be buried. But to no one else, no lady, only the murderer. And actually, is it actually a, a permanent place for him? Interesting. There's a mincha. Just by the way, the Rabbi has his take on this halacha too. I'm not going to treat that. But the minchas chinuch claims in mitzvah tofiu the long mitzvah. On this din that the murderer is permitted to live and be buried in the Irmiklot, says the Minchas, he queries, the Minchas Chinuch queries as follows. He says, the rule is that after the Kohen Godel passes away, right, so then he's already been atoned for, so then the living murderer can also live, right? So the dead person, his, his bones are then reburied in the, where, within his, in, the, in the family plot, okay? And we take it out of the city of refuge. So the Minchas Chinuch queries, is this an obligation or is it merely optional? In other words, we know the rule is that you're not, no one belongs there. You can't bury anyone there. But due to the fact that he was permitted, the Torah permitted to be buried, the murderer to be buried there, so let it be that he's, he can leave after he's attained his atonement, after the Kohen Gogol has passed away, but maybe because initially we permitted him, he may continue on being there. And the Minchaschinuch says, Mitzvah of Yud Vechein Mestaver. So it's logical he can remain there. But the rocket shover, no way, he's fire. It doesn't bring the Mechizchidach, of course, because I don't know if he ever looked at him. But the call upon the Mechizchidach is fire. And he says in a response in Shaivas Achimus of the And he also says it also in his commentary in Mesichte Makos, in that sugya, and also in his commentary in Mesichte Smochis, Perikud Dalit. Which there, there's an interesting expression. There it says, Kever Hagoilin. 
אין לו הם חזות. And there is a big discussion and a dispute. What is the definition of the, of the, of the, the, the plot of the goylin? They have no chazoka, meaning they have no, no chavizok chazoka, take on the land. They have no right on, on the land. They have no rights. They have no rights. Kevar ha goylin. So they all change the text, the guru and others. The Rokachoka says, you know what it means? Kever ha-goylin, ein lohen chazoka, goylin is referring to the murderer who is goyle le'ir miklot. He learns dafke, the most pshatova. He takes the simplest approach. The Rokachoka, no one learns that way. Only he does. He says, goylin is referring to the murderer who has to unfortunately be exiled. He is, fortunately, he's exiled. That's not goylin, he's an exiler. He's exiled to the ir miklot. And on that, the misech tesmoch, says the rogat shomer, based on that he says, Elo en chazoka, they have no rights to the ir miklot. What is the message? The message is that after he is buried there, and he remains merely bones, and the kohen gadol dies, you must, there's an obligation to remove him. Because he's not allowed to be there. Alpidin, we only permitted him to be there just initially. But thereafter, chas v'cholilo, no one has any rights in the Irmiklot. No one's allowed to be buried. There's an exception to the rule him. The exception is only while the Kayin Gadol is alive. Once the Kayin Gadol, you b'chuyiv, and that's the message of the Mesech Tesmochis, which, uh, which, um, uh, so that's the pshat in the Mesech Tesmochis, l'das ha-rogachovu. Elohim chazoke. Okay? Oh, which, actually, that's what I was going to say, I'm sorry. The Meiri, the Meiri in the Sechtamakis actually says that it's merely temporary. The burial of the murderer is merely temporary. You get it? So it's quite obvious that the Meiri is also of the opinion that it's only while the Kohen Gadol is still alive, but thereafter he's, time to, he's taken out. Okay, I'm just conveying how, how stringent how, how this halacha is. I'll call upon him in the eyes of the Rogat Shavu that no one's allowed to be buried there. Listen. What's the problem? No problem. That there are three in Ever Ayarden, three cities of refuge, refuge, and three cities in Nereti Shroel. Okay? The three cities of er- in Nereti Shroel, it's a Mufurish Apostle, by the way, in Tanakh, but the Gemara says Mufurish, and he refers to the Gemara. The Gemara says one of the cities is Hebron. 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 Hebron is a city of refuge. You get it? The Gemara also brings the Gemara in Besichta Basra, where the Gemara says that they gave Kolev. Kolev went and prayed. Right? On the way to the Miraglim. So it says, Bishchus, that he prayed by the Maharaj of Machpelah, they gave him the city of Hebron. Asks the Gemara, what are you talking about? The Hebron is Me'ari Halavim. It's a near Miklot, says the Gemara. So the Rabbi Trevor sends us off there too. So the Gemara says, we only gave Kolib the outskirts of Hebron. But the actual city belongs to the Levim. It's a near Miklot. You don't give anything away to it. It belongs to the Levim. It's a near Miklot. So before the Gemara, Mesech Tamagazan, Mesech Tababasra, it's a near Miklot. It's a possible. It's a near Miklot. But halakhically, it's also a near Miklot. What's the problem? No problem. So once Hebron is in Ir Miklot, and you can't bury anyone in the actual city, and you can't bury anyone, not just in the actual city, but even within the boundary of the city. 
You get it? So the Fizeh Avram Avinu with his foresight understood that Hebron is a near Miklot and we're talking about burying Sarah. So there's a problem of burying. So he, yeah, a problem with burying someone in the Aramic look. You're not allowed to. The man who therefore, what does he do? He has no choice. And therefore he says to them, even though they say to him, They're offering the actual soda. In the city, it's a beautiful place. So what can be better, right? Why do you have to be on the side of the road if you can be in the middle of the city? So he says, no, I want Dafke de Morris and Achpel Hashem Bikzei Sodeu. He wants the farthest corner beyond the city and beyond the boundary. The Sodeu was still within the... Now, Sodeu, people don't live in the field, right? But the Rabbi Trevor says, like it says in the Chumash, this Migrishayim, right? This, they're also the outskirts of the city. The outskirts of the city are also part and parcel of the city, of the Ear of of the Ear of the cities of refuge. The Melo, therefore, we have to even go out beyond the boundaries of the city. Therefore, he needs not to be say someday. There shouldn't be a problem of burying her in the Ear Miklot. What's going on there? Now, here comes a very novel. Now, this in itself is novel, but something comes even more novel of the Rabbi Trevor. This is Mamash Akhidish Godel. And it goes as follows. There's another, another case as such that you're not, to have, not allowed to have one buried there. And that is, a tesefte in Bava Basra, Perik Aleph, Halacha Zayin, and a Yerushalmi in Nozir, Perik Tes, Halacha Gimel. And uh, where is it? Where else is it? And a Mesechte Smoch, is Perik Yudalit. This is all found there. What is, what is the case? And this is found, that the Rokhachev says in his, in his commentary on Mesech to Trumos, he refers this to a Rambam. The Rambam paskins that way in Hilchus Beis Abchira, in Sefer Avodas, Hilchus Beis Abchira, Perik Zion. And there the Rambam speaks about the sanctity of the cities of Eretz Yisrael. So the, this, the, the rule is, the halach is, the Rambam introduces the halach, they are, these are Mishnais, the Mishnas, that the Eretz Yisrael is more sanctified than the diaspora, than the Gomes, the Eretz Yisrael in general. Within Eretz Yisrael, there's a special sanctity on those cities which have walls around them. And therefore, there's special guidelines in relation to those cities. Then, the, within that, further, a higher grade is the Yerushalayim Ira Kodesh, which it is, contains the highest level of Dusha, so therefore it contains even more deeper, greater, more broader regulations. Okay. Tighter regulations. Okay. So, the, 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 in, in the Tesefta of Abbasra, we deal, and this is general halachas in Hilcheshchenim, the Rama brings that in Hilcheshchenim, and we know very well. To, to, to consecrate a city, in other words, uh, consecrate a cemetery, to establish a cemetery in a city is not so possible. There are halachas. The cemetery must always be at least 50 amos out of the city. It can't be within close range of the city. That's why generally you find that cemeteries are out of the city. Not just because it's uncomfortable, etc. That's part of it. But there's a halach in el just like there's a shal of who's your neighbor, and the halach's neighbors have to relate to each other. So to establish a cemetery, mamish in the city, in the, in the center of the city, there's a halach in el that you're not allowed. There has to be a certain distance, etc., besides the council laws, etc. Right? But the halachically, the council laws are dependent, I mean, established based on that, follow those laws, or whatever. Halach in el which basically, Baba Basra, the Tayseth, Baba Basra deals with that. In other words, Dinish 
But within that, the Sefti continues on to tell us Allah tells us Allah is in relation to cities which have walls around them, right? Which also have certain specifications in relation to the cemeteries, to those which are interned there. And in addition to that, the halachas which relate to Yerushalayim, which they are mamish stringent. And the halachas which relate to Ayores Amukofis Choyim. And Yerushalayim, which if you take out the halachas in the Rambam, you will see that I'm not going to go into the deep, the fine details and the differences between one and another. It's actually the, the, the fine points and the fine, the quite obvious differences, are analyzed and explained nicely in Sefer Irakwidish Vahamigdish from Arab Tukchinsky. Whoever's interested in seeing it, Khele Gimel, volume three, there he discusses the Orialvim, the Miklot, the Yerushalayim, the Yerushalayim, in relation to the halachas we're discussing about burials. Now the halachas is as follows the halacha is that you therefore, says the Rambam, that you, we do not bury the dead in the cities which have an heritage role, which have walls around them. And it goes further, there's a special stringency within that in relation to Yerushalayim. And then he says as follows, another f- further step. Not just don't we bury them there, when we already have established the city, and it has a wall around it, so it, it, it contains a certain sanctity. So you can't bury the dead then. And the same goes for Yerushalayim, Yerakoidosh, if it's been sanctified, and it contains its Gdusha, but even beforehand, if before there was Yerushalayim, Yerakoidosh, before there were Mekadosh, seen Yerushalayim, right? Before the ear was built up with a wall around it, someone was buried, and then it ends up being that this fellow is buried in the middle of the city. The, the city is then extended, and he becomes part of the city, he's buried in the middle of the city. Says the Rama Mifani Noisoy. Unfortunately, they have to undo the burial, and rebury him, bury him some other way out of the city. To, to the degree, why? For the, because of the sanctity of Yerushalayim and the Ayurus HaMekofis Choyma. Therefore, even though Malachat Chilene buried him where it wasn't the city, they didn't contain sanctity. But due to the fact now he ends up, the plot ends up being mamish in the city, which contains sanctity, we have to remove the bones, we have to remove the corpse, and we have to rebury him out of the city. Take Hello. <laughs> says the Rabbi Chavar as follows. Excuse me, Mosamino. Says the Rabbi Chavar as follows. What are we talking about? Chevra. Now, this is a novel thing of the Rabbi Chavar. He draws parallels. Just like the halachas in relation to Irmukov Yisrael and Yerushalayim. There's a special halacha like that. The same applies. He says the same guidelines will apply also to the Irmiklot. The same guidelines will apply to the Irmiklot. Just like over there, there's a prohibition of burying him in the in the city which is sanctified. And the, the halachas extends that even if it was buried before it was sanctified. Nevertheless, once it, the city extends, you have to remove him. The same will apply to an Irmiklot. It doesn't say that in the Tesefta. That's the Rogachavah's take. He identity draws parallels, so will be. And we have to, that has to be further <laughs> investigated. In other words, just like definitely you can bury him in Irmiklot. That's what Gemara says. The Kiddush of the Rogachavah is that it also contains the guidelines of this Tesefta. Which they suffer doesn't discuss. In other words, an Irmiklot has it's also guidelines, the same guidelines like, like, the, like a sanctified city. And that is that if the Irmiklot wasn't yet there and you buried someone there, and then there's an established Irmiklot, we then have to remove the bodies. Okay? So he now goes on and he says, Who? Hevron wasn't yet an Irmiklot. Correct? Hevron will first become an Irmiklot when Eden entered his role. So then it will become an Irmiklot. But at the time in history, right, this is not an Irmiklot yet. So why is Avram so worried about having Sora buried there then? So for Shteitzach, the issue is, what's the issue? Because, says the Rogichover, he was afraid what's going to be. 
Because the halacha is, says the Rogat Shover, due to the fact that even though now it's not an Irmiklut, but if it eventually will be established as an Irmiklut, and then it will end up being in the middle of the Irmiklut, she will be removed. So that will be the problem, right? And then it will be a problem. So that's why Avram was so disturbed about it. Says the Rogat Shover as follows. You know what it says in the Tesefta? And what it says in the Mesechta Smochis, and what it says in the Mesechta Nozir, in Yerushalmi, and what it says in Rambam Lahalocha? There's an exception. Except for kings. For kings and prophets. Because a king, if a king was interred there, or a prophet or prophetess, and the Gemara brings, the, 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 the Tesef brings an example of David HaMelech and Chulda Hanaviyah, that they were interred there in Yerushalayim and they wanted to remove. They remained there in Yerushalayim even though it contained its sanctity, even though the sanctity became thereafter and they were there, they should have been removed like others. Nevertheless, they remained there. Why? Because of, out of respect. To what? To give honor and respect to the king and the prophetess. Says the rugged shover. Now here he jumps. With the whole discussion was about sorrow, right? Here he takes Avram into consideration, it seems. And he says, that's why exactly they say to him, what are you worried about? Nisi Elohim Says Rashi, Vayokom Stei Efroin. It went out of Yad Hediyet Yad Melech. In other words, Nisi here, the definition of Nasi means you are a king. You are respectful and you are being respected. And therefore they relate. And the Medrash goes on to say that they actually mamish, they were overwhelmed about respecting him, etc. They called him a melech. The Svasemis, I mean, the other Mephorshim bring, they called him a melech and an odoin. Oh, they look at the different Loshoin. It says, Adoini, what does it say? Lu Adoini, what's the Losh? Adoini, look at the Loshoin. The, the Medrash says, Call me Nipshatlach on it. Adoini, Nisi, Lokim, Atabasachain, right? You call him Adoni? Right? Master, and they call him, etc., etc. The Rugged Shover, in a response, in this response I found, which he wrote, Cheshman Tofresh Sadik Vov, 1936, a couple of months before he passed away, from Dvinsk. He adds two more Gemaras from Shabbos Davkufei. And also, I think, another Gemara in Bava Basra, where there the Gemara uses Av Hamoin Goyim, etc., that that's a, a, it's an abri- abbreviation, that he's a Melech and a Choviv, etc., 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 by the, non, by the nations. And this is uh, the Pasek. So he basically says, why does the Gemara have to speak that he's a Melech and so respected by the nations because it's Negea to this whole thing here. If Baldi's respected by the nations, he's Begeder Melech and Bemele therefore. So even though, so they say to him as follows, that's exactly what's behind the whole conversation. They say, we're giving you the best B'mufchark for and we take it. So they, and they say, what are you worried about? Why do you want to go to the edge of the, of the land? Take the middle, it's a beautiful plot, Right? And if you're worried that eventually it will become what? And you're Miklot. And therefore, the burial place will have to be undone. But you're a Melech. If you're a Lokim, the halach is that David HaMelech and Chulda HaNavir wasn't removed. So they won't remove you either. So what's Daigus to? No, 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 not Daigus for Boki. HaKadosh Baruch was Boki. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch wrote it in Torah. To be Meramis to you, these halachas of Torah. Because otherwise, what's in the Gator is a Shreiden. So the Rabbi Shover is of the opinion that there's no way that the Torah would tell you a discussion or a deliberation. It's not the Gaya. It's not a Sipu. Chaz v'cholila, he says. He's in another place. He says, Chaz v'cholila to say that Torah is a Sipu. It can't be a Sipu. So, but maybe therefore, so they said to him, what are you worried about? And he concludes in, the, in, the, in, the, in his commentary and also in his response, he says, but he didn't accept it from them. 
to say, because you're in a Sielo Kim, therefore, nothing to worry about. It seems, it doesn't explain why. He just didn't accept it. And therefore, he ends up buying the Maras Machpelah, Asher Bekzei Sodeh. Good night. He didn't accept it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.